Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. November 17th, and it's episode 130, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. I'm your host, Slim. Uh, Uncle Buckets will be joining us shortly, hopefully. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer is the official podcast of thefantasyfootballauction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash fantasyfootballauctioneer, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fantasyauctions. All right. Well, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, tonight, we're going to get you ready for week 11, of course. Uh, it's kind of a make or break week for a lot of fantasy football teams out there. Uh, we'll touch on some of the news and injuries and give you a few waiver wire moves and uh, that'll hopefully help you, you know, win this week and put you in a good position heading into these crucial uh, pre-playoff weeks, we'll say. Uh, but of course, our Experts are always here. Uh, he was coaching all night. Uh, came back just in time to, uh, you know, tell us that he's t- sitting twelfth overall in the Scott Fishbowl. So, uh, Mister Blister, uh, that's good news. Why don't you fill us in? We got two words for you. You know, uh, yeah, you know, actually, I was Beckett had in there. Uh, he's probably been watching the Bruins, but I didn't even know they were playing because I I'm at the rink every night anyway. So I just I just did double check. The Bruins lost five four, of course, to San Jose. They're not going to be the Bruins of old. They're on the downhill. But so then, yeah, two hours of hockey at the rink, get home. But yeah, earlier today I meant to talk to you, but I was kind of in and out of the school and didn't get a chance. But yeah, the old Scotty Fishbowl. My team's starting to come alive here right now. Um, I think uh, in our division, I've already clinched a buy probably for the first round or so. I've got almost 1,900 points. So he sends out that weekly update right now, and I like seeing my name there. 12th, 12th overall in total points scored as a 360 team. So it's kind of fun, and uh, hopefully I can make a run for it this year. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I will say in the fishbowl, um, I'm kind of bad for this. I've lost a little interest because I just – I don't think I was doing very well this week. I, I'm trying to remember if I set my lineup for the for week ten. I think oh, I did no. at some point, but wow, I don't think it mattered anyway. Yeah, um, I think I did set it though, and uh, I don't know if I tweaked it. Usually, I go on Sunday morning and tweak everything. But yeah, I don't remember doing that, but I don't think it would have mattered much. I didn't have too many guys <laughs> that were iffy, and I probably would have lost. But uh, CJ Anderson. Oh. Anderson. Um, anyway, well, I'm glad that's that's good that you're doing well in that. Uh, Hopefully, I see Derek Myers looks like he could make the playoffs, and I think Uncle Buckets was looking at maybe a wild card. I can't remember the, the yeah. update's extensive, man. That guy put Scotty Fish puts a lot of time into that, and it's a great little league, it's, and it's a lot of fun. It's of so fun long that if yeah. you're out of it. It's yeah. almost not worthwhile reading because it's just yeah. uh, in depth and lengthy. Yeah. Like he puts the, so much time into it, eh? It's pretty pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I don't know how you. That's not yeah. worth it. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, are you uh, ready to get into some news then? I think so. You're going to be a busy boy here because I'm going to throw everyone to you yeah. this time. So. Yeah. Well, that, All right. Kristen right, Michael well, is released. Hmm. To steal, to steal Buck's lines here. If, uh, if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right, so we'll get into the fantasy football news buy or sell. So what we're going to do is we buy or sell uh, this latest fantasy football headline, and we'll talk about some of the implications of said headline. Uh, so the first thing, as uh, Lister gave you a spoiler alert too, Kristen uh, Michael was released by the Dallas Cowboys, and now they're searching for a new RB2. So... Uh, They've looked at rookie running backs Rod Smith and Trey Williams. They've moved up the depth chart. Um, I guess, long story short, was to buy or sell. Neither of these guys are worth a waiver wire pickup unless you own Darren McFadden. I'll buy that. Like, I don't, I mean, they're desperate right now. It's surprising how, like, they let go Kristen Michael. I mean, Randall's been a, a bust. Uh, you know, their the running back situation is really a mess. McFadden had a couple good outings. Uh, decent, I think, but last week wasn't so good. Excuse me, sorry about the yawn there. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not racing out to buy these guys. I'm not too excited about either of them. I mean, someone probably will, um, but it's not going to be me. No. How about you, yeah. Slimmy? What do you no, think of these in, guys? In a, in a redraft, I don't see why no. you would waste any yeah. fat money on any of these guys I can't, I mean odds say that McFadden is going to get hurt any time because he's made it this far but um, I don't know I just, I, I don't know who to who would even emerge out of those two right now uh, you got to hope that you have some better depth that could play if uh, you know, Darren McFadden did go down so I don't know, I'm, I'm staying away at the moment as well yeah all right, on to the second piece of news. Um, Alan Hearns is back at practice. Um, so this was a little concerning for me. I don't even own Alan Hearns anywhere, but I like using him a lot in daily. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. But um, he uh, apparently went and saw a sports hernia specialist, which is never a good sign for an athlete. But he you know, was back at, on, got back to practice. So it seems like maybe he dodged a bullet. Uh, he went to Philadelphia to see Dr. William Myers on Monday, uh, where apparently he's made a number of visits before, uh, but none of them have kept him off the field, so it's kind of flown under the radar. Um, I guess Lister, buy or sell. Don't worry about Hearns. He's uh, he's still a must-start down the stretch. Yeah, I'll buy that. Like, I was a little worried about him in the league this week, and I think I actually put him onto the bench and... I think I started Kamar Aiken in this place, and Hearns out beat, beat him out by about three points. So it wasn't a life or death situation. But I mean, he's been so steady. I was thinking because I heard on a short week they might keep him out this week, and uh, 
sorry, last week, and um, he'd been kind of nicked up, and he's been playing through these injuries, which is nice to see a player be able to do and still be productive week in, week out. And like you said, seven straight with a touchdown, and that touchdown makes all the difference in the world, you know, from a a mediocre game to all of a sudden a great fantasy weekend. So I just keep on plugging him in now. If if he went to the specials and was back in the practice field, I like that. That's a good sign. So going forward, yeah, he's got to play. He's, he's been solid. I, you know what? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's got to be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Is he not? Or close to it? Let's find out. I didn't have that uh, opened up here. I should have had it. Thanks and for was... throwing me under the bus right now. What's no, I don't. in PPR is uh, wide receiver 15. 15? Okay, maybe it's because of the low number of catches, 41. Maybe it's a little low. Yeah, it's still not too shabby, though. Yeah, I mean, 15 is pretty good for season one. So. In all honesty, man, he was a guy that was either one of your last draft picks or you bought yeah. for a dollar in your auction. Like, people he's weren't giving him their respect. He's ahead yeah. of Calvin Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, Tiwa Hilton, Randall Cobb, uh, just to name a few, Jordan Matthews. Yeah, Jordan guys that went for a lot, a lot more money, right? Oh yeah, so, I mean, like you said, he he spent a dollar or two on him. Yeah, so, um, get some good bang for your buck. Pretty good, pretty darn good. Cobb, what a loser! He's been, oh, anyways. Carry on. Speaking of losers, no, I'm just kidding. Johnny Manziel will start the rest of the season. Oh, uh, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, but NFL uh, media insider Ian Rapoport reports that. Uh, Johnny Manziel is going to play now for the remainder of the season. See you later, McCowan, um, which sucks because I was just going to pick McCowan up in a pool, and <laughs> now I'm not going to do that. Um, so, and we'll give Jay Glazer credit. Apparently, he first reported the news. So, all right, Jay, if you're listening, I don't want you to be offended. But Blister, buy or sell, with almost 400 yards in the air last week, Johnny Football is a starting QB on your fantasy team as well. You know, I'm gonna. I'll I'll buy it to an extent. I think he's a streaming option going forward. If they they run into some tough defenses, uh, you know, I probably would be a little more hesitant. But I think um, you know he's got his legs that he can get you some points with, and uh, he does seem to connect that for a touchdown. Uh, you know, and um, I, they've been doing all right. I mean, he he can sling it. I think he'll get in trouble some games and maybe have a few turnovers, but. I think depending on the matchup, he's a guy that you might want to take a look at uh, going down the stretch. They don't have a ton of great weapons there, but Barnage has been pretty steady and Benjamin. and So, yeah, I think you got to keep an eye on him. And I, I look at him more of a streamer, though. I wouldn't be uh, thinking I'm going to ride him from here on into the fantasy football championship in my league, that's for sure. All right, quick now, rapid fire. Uh, if you could pick one guy on Cleveland that you think's value will improve with Manziel there, and one guy that you think it will hurt, who do you think? <sighs> Not that there's an, an extensive list of fantasy options there, but I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll say I think it hurts Barnage. We talked about it a little bit last week, I think. And, yeah. Uh, and my pick is I think it helps Travis Benjamin, believe it or not. Well, he uh, seems to be, might be right there. I mean, he does be able to seem to hook up on those deeper yeah. balls here and there. Well, and he probably... Lock in on him, too, don't you? Yeah. I feel like yeah. he's looking his way a lot. 
And you and with for Barnage, yeah, you could be right there. I mean, he could he'll scramble around or run around a bit instead of just finding that quick dump off, which could be Barnage or the shorter pass or whatever the case may be. He might run around and too long, and then it won't be there. So that could, it could be right. I hope it doesn't. I have Barnage here and there, um, not a lot of them, but uh, he's been pretty solid up to this point. But yeah, it could be scary for him, a little bit scarier. Hopefully not. Hopefully he leans on him. Yeah, well, I think in the red zone they'll definitely still get some looks. Just yes, yeah. they have to. But I just I don't know how many red zone trips they'll necessarily get. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. We'll see though. Um, yeah. All right. So now to your boys, and this one's a little sad news for you and I, and yeah. well, many others as well. We think yeah. we all own them somewhere, but reports have Julian Edelman out six to eight weeks. So uh, according to Albert Breer, Julian Edelman underwent surgery on Monday to put a screw in his foot. Uh, and now that's going to be about a six to eight week time frame. So for those of us, you know, in the mix of our fantasy football seasons, fighting for playoff spots, this effectively is going to uh, take him out for the rest of the fantasy season anyway. Um so, Blister, by yourself, finally, we get to be excited about Danny Amendola as a fantasy football star. I'll buy that. I mean, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was now that, we, you know, he was one of these kind of sleeper PPR gems that was uh, on the St. Louis Rams or whatever that people always targeted in your draft, and, and uh, he always got hurt and kind of didn't get to do anything. So, I mean, he's been looking pretty solid. He had a great week last week and when Edelman left, caught 10 of 11 targets. So I think he is that same frame. Like you and I were talking earlier, Edelman seems to be able to maybe get a few more yards after the catch and, and Amendola maybe not as skilled in that regard. But I think he's going to get a number of targets. Um, I think he's going to be fantasy relevant and he's probably going to be one of the hotter guys on the waiver wire this week, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean... I do. I, I agree. I think he gets lots of targets. Uh, he might not get as many yards as, as Edelman's capable of, but in PPR leagues, just pepper those targets. Um, and I agree. I think he will be. I mean, there's not a lot of, of huge options, and we'll get into this later for waivers this week. But So I think he does become the guy, maybe, on there um, because there is so few... Uh, Fancy, what's the word I'm looking yeah. for? I don't know. Intriguing um, options, but the options. Uh, I think I think you'll see Brandon LaFell quietly continue to become more and more involved and have a bigger role too. I mean, he hasn't found the end zone yet. I think it's just a matter of time till he, you know, he gets his 140 yards in a game and two touchdowns. And it, you know, I would be rolling a dice on him in a lot of the. Uh, fantasy daily fantasies and playing him because i think it's going to happen sooner than later and um you know everyone especially in daily fantasy this week is going to be probably picking up danny danny amadoli he's kind of going to come at a fairly cheap price tag thinking that he'll just hop into edelman's role who was a top probably a top five ppr uh receiver and so i should double check before i say that kind of stuff but i'm pretty sure he would have been yeah, he was six, actually, so that's not bad. Uh, but he left a half a game early there. So, you know, uh, I think Brandon LaFell might be a sneakier play. He might cost a little bit more, but I think he could be a guy. He's he's going to go off sooner than later. I just, I'm just i just waiting to see it happen. Well, and I think he's been contributing. I mean, yeah. you're right. The end, not finding the end zone hurts, but uh, um, we've seen his targets go up a lot now that he's yeah. been pretty steadily targeted. I know I've been playing him the last couple of weeks 
pretty heavily in uh, a lot of my DFS lineups uh, with up until this week pretty good success so uh, we don't even need to get into that Oof. Yeah. this week Randall Cobb stacks with Rogers ah. <laughs> anyway um, and maybe you don't want to hear this but I I think this injury is going to actually benefit could, other than Amadola but Gronk maybe yeah. could get which is a little bit scary for fantasy owners that that would be playing against him uh, I mean it's not like he needs extra production to to produce and now even if he gets an extra two targets a week it's who knows what can happen with those yeah. as well against the Giants but um, alright uh, on to the next one uh, Mark Sanchez is expected to start week 11 and surprise surprise I mean we kind of seem to call this that Sam Bradford yeah. is only a matter of time he's a ticking time bomb before he gets hurt and lo and behold he's hurt uh, so for the second year in a row it looks like it's up to Mark Sanchez now to save the Eagles season uh, which probably is not an ideal situation for a lot of fans but uh, he's going to come in start this week by the looks of it for a 4-5 and five team um, Chip Kelly said he's very confident so that's awesome I mean why wouldn't he be it's Mark Sanchez so Lister buy yourself Sanchez 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 makes the Eagles backfield better. I think he's going to make the whole Eagles better. You know, when he played last year, he was very fantasy relevant. He, he put up quality fantasy points every game, and that that offense was moving along. The offense last year was a lot more exciting than it is this year. You know, the other night when they were playing and Bradford was playing, I don't know, the last game they were on primetime, um, and they were talking up Bradford still, and, you know, I thought he looked terrible. I thought he was doing nothing, and he's, he's a 22nd-ranked uh, um, quarterback. Like he's not even worthy of starting in a 12-team league or 14-team or, or a 16-team league. Like He's not that good. He's thrown 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So I really think Sanchez comes in here and puts up better numbers than Bradford has been putting up. And I and I think that uh, that whole team, I, I, I might uh, you know be bold and think that we might see that high-paced you know, offense that we saw last year. They don't seem to be so flashy as last year. Last year, I don't know if we're more just used of it, but it, it's not the same. They're not that exciting, and they're not that scary. And, you know, there used to be this talk of running all these plays and yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, it hasn't been that same look and that same, uh, you know, excitement that they generated last year with this offense. So I think Sanchez actually, I like the looks of this. I like, I, I like you know, what he did with it last year and hope to see him doing it again this year. Yeah, I think, I mean, you, you need to temper expectations, too. He's not going to come in. and uh, I think you're going to get a few turnovers every game, yeah. potentially. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a Zach Ertz owner, for example, this has to be, you know, a positive. Uh, he's been targeted a few times in the end zone, but they just can't seem to connect with him there. And... Uh, you know, if they can score a few more fantasy points, then, you know, or it makes the passing game a little bit more viable or consistent, then why can't it open things up for the running game? Uh, I like DeMarco Murray the rest of the way, too. And then we talked about this before as well. I mean, you guys yeah. traded him for, got rid of Fat Eddie. Uh, yeah. Mark in a pool, and I think that was a good move. And 
I mean, we'll see now. Hopefully, yeah. Some of the rewards well, here. Hopefully, you will be. I mean, uh, it's a half point per carry. Ryan Matthews got a concussion, and and I know, like, I don't. He's had them before, so I think. Uh, you know, who knows how long he'll be in or out of the lineup, but I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on. We both know that Matthews and DeMarco have had their fair share of injury troubles over their career. So, you know, if any one of those backs, Matthews or Sproles, misses any time, it'll just give Murray a heavier workload. So, and I don't mind that. He's actually been playing pretty decent. He's not too bad. Better than a lot of people. For people are writing him off. Yeah. I think it was the fishbowl. Or I picked him up in the third round, and he's the seventh-ranked running back in PPR right now. I was going to say, with the uncertainty, like, and the big name, like, we've lost Charles, Levy, and Bell. We'll even throw Eon Lewis in the mix because he was producing on par with those guys. Um, you know, those guys are gone. Uh, Forte's been hurt, so he's fallen down a few pegs. Like, it's just with the uncertainty of the position, I mean, what's wrong with DeMarco Murray? Especially if he's your RB2. I mean, yeah. you know, if he you was. got him with Forte still or whatever, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So, no, he's, uh, he's been doing okay. I mean, when you look at it, like, his numbers compared to the number one running back, Devontae Freeman, he's 100 points behind him. Not quite, but close, right? Which yeah. is a big drop, but, I mean, uh, Devontae so Freeman's one guy. Everyone's far behind him, though, right? Look at the numbers. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's not even a big deal. You know what surprised me looking this right now is Lamar Miller's third-ranked running back in PPR, which is – I didn't think he was having that great of a season. I know he had some big games here and there, but I saw somebody picked him up in a trade today. Yes, somebody about a couple hours ago. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I got offered a trade with the same guy, I think it was, for – he would take Jordy Nelson off my hands and give me some plug RBs and Stevie Johnson. Well, I just took plug RBs as filler. I just said, you just got rid of some plug RBs, and I'm full of plug RBs. I need a good RB to start. I need a starting RB, not a bunch of plugs. I got a whole bench full of them. Well, I can give you a Jeez. couple more now if you want. But no, I'm full up on plugs. Yeah. So you can uh, send me Danny Woodhead well, if you want to send me Danny Woodhead or something. I can take him. Well, he was one of the plugs I was talking about. Come on, man. Yeah. He's not a plug. No, he's he would be the best running back I have by about a hundred points, probably. <laughs> Maybe not that much. Yeah. Hopefully, he keeps going. I think yeah. he will. Yeah. Save that for a different pod. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up our news segment. So um, we can move on to segment number two. Number two, and uh, this is live wire. <laughs> So in this segment, this is where uh, Blister and I usually toss out a few names, talk about percentages of your fab budget that you want to spend on these guys. Um, so yeah, nothing crazy, pretty simple. Blister, why don't you go first? Give sure. us a name. You know, I think with uh, a lot of leagues, your your waiver wires are going to be closed soon, probably, and trading will be ceasing up soon. I mean, we're in week eleven, probably playoffs for most people are starting at week fourteen, so. You know, at any point, 
between now and then, if there's somebody you want for your team on the waivers from due to an injury or uh, uh, spend everything you can. I mean, you don't know that next week there's going to be anybody any better. There's no sense waiting any longer. If you need somebody to help you make the push or get you in the playoffs, go get them right now. So I would say spend everything you can. You know, uh, take bye weeks into consideration. I think next week's the last one. But t- spend everything you possibly can to get who, if it's somebody that you think is going to put you over the top. So I'll just leave it at that instead of throwing a number. But I'll throw out Matt Jones, running back for Washington, rookie. Um, Jones has been up and down. He's had huge games, and he's had very disappointing games. He's had trouble putting the ball, and he's been putting the ball on the ground, which is getting him in trouble. And uh, so he's been really hard to rely on. But I just think, you know, he's got the, probably the most talent in that backfield. He's owned at about 57% on ESPN and 46 on Yahoo. But here's a guy that if they finally just say, okay, you're our number one, we got confidence in you, you know, let's see what you got going for the rest of the way. I mean, if he, if he is that guy and he's in Washington who usually does like to run the ball and he's a compliment to, they got a decent receiving core. And when Kirk Cousins is playing well, I mean, they can, they can air it out as well. He's a guy that could be a solid RB1 the rest of the way if they can make that commitment. Alfie Morris isn't doing anything. Chris Thompson steals some catches and stuff. But Matt Jones is a guy that you could probably, if, if, if he, with some consistency, he could take you to the promised land, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a good add. I mean, he has been up and down, but, uh, I mean, who else is there right now? And you yeah. know what? Kirk Cousins has looked He's looking the part of an NFL quarterback, so he can mm-hmm. lead that offense. And if he's going to be the lead back in an, in an actual decent NFL offense, then he's still yeah. out there. Why don't you want that? Especially we just talked about the, the up-and-down nature and just even the names that have dropped out of the running back position. I mean, yeah. RB3s are now RB2s in fantasy. Right, so exactly. Yeah, and uh, let's look at... The Cowboys, the RB8s are looking at becoming RB2s. So, you know, it's it's crazy how that works. You know, Matt Jones in our ESPN league guy was very close to dropping him last week or so. He had a, coming off a terrible game, and his overall point total wasn't that great compared to guys that were out there and stuff. And I didn't for whatever reason, and then he goes off last week. And, of course, he was on my bench, but who would have wow. had the – you know, the moxie to play him, but I had, you know, a lot of guys. I'm glad I hang on to him. I hope it works out in the moving forward because I got some running backs on that team. I think it's like Jay Stu and maybe maybe Doug Martin or somebody that, that you know, they don't, yeah, they don't always pan out. So, anyways, you got one for us? Uh, well, I'm going to take, take the low hanging fruit and just say Danny Amadol. We'll get him sure. off the list because, I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier. I think he's the top. Um, free agent acquisition this week, really. Um, last week, he ended up with 11 targets. I don't see the New England Patriot offense um, slowing down in just in terms of what they do. Just because Julian Edelman's gone, I don't think you're just going to see the Garrett Blunt just get 40 carries every game all of a sudden. Uh, they're still going to throw the ball. Uh, Tom Brady's still Tom Brady, so that they can, they can sling it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Amendola, the targets should be there, and there's going to be quite a few of them. And so he's one of these guys, I think, Lister, like you talked about, and I totally agree with what you said. It's why sit on your money now? Um, yeah. Now's the time. There's only limited weeks, maybe, depending on your league, but I know in most of the league we play in, 
uh, waivers close for the playoffs. So now is the time to stack up your team as best you can with what's out there uh, for the playoff run. So if you think that's the best guy, then, then go and buy it. And I will say, I mean, if you should have a good chunk of your free agent money spent by now. Um, so based on that, I think you can spend just about everything. I mean, I still like keeping a little bit just in case of emergencies and stuff like that. Maybe a defense, you want a matchup change or quarterback goes down or tight end or something. But, um, yeah, I think you got to go out there and put in an aggressive bid for Danny Amendola. So, Sure, I think so. Um, Beckett's probably doing that right now, the little weasel. Listen to a pod so you can hey, home, home with us. He's got less money, found money than us in our in our home league. Though, what, does so. he? I don't have much left either. Yeah, he there'll be some guys. Well, not furry. You know, I got another one for you here. Especially, I think Dwayne Harris. Uh, especially, I'm saying a 14 team league or more. But Dwayne Harris seems to be playing more and more snaps for the Giants going forward. And you know, Ruben Randall is kind of uh, he's like Terrence Williams. You know, him and Terrence Williams are similar. They should be good. They should be better. They, they've had the opportunity. They play a st- across from a stud number one wide receiver, so they should be getting all the single coverage. And, uh, you know, they should be getting plenty of opportunity to produce with it, kind of like Emmanuel Sanders did last year. Or even Golden Tate was a lot better than two. You'd think that they – but they never seem to be able to take off and run. They'll have one good game, and then they'll take eight weeks off. So Dwayne Harris is a guy that's continually picking up steam. Last week against the uh, Patriots, he hauled in, I think it was eight passes or – or uh, was it six of eight targets or something? Six of nine targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, and at the time, New England's pass defense was actually ranked ninth, which is surprising. Um, so I think he's a guy to keep an eye on, especially in the deeper league. You you could get some production out of him. I mean, if all works out, we've always talked about a number two receiver across from a really good number one, in this case, Odell Beckham. I just don't think Ruben Randall is the guy there. So keep an eye on Dwayne Harris. Yeah, no, that's a good call. And you know what? I, I like guys like this because they're on a bye week this week. They kind of become the forgotten man. You can get them at a discount. Um, so it's it's a sneaky little little pick. Um, most guys are, are going to think, oh, he's out, uh, whatever. I need somebody for this week, and they'll just totally skip him over. So um, I like picking up guys like that. Um, another guy, I'll go back to running back, is uh, Jay Ajayi. Um, I mean, damn it! I, I, I was very low on this guy coming out just because so of the injury and stuff. But he's he's shown two weeks ago to me. He's shown that uh, you know just with a couple plays he made that he uh, could do this in the NFL. And then last week he uh, what did he have? I think he had four, forty one yards rushing, five carries, forty yards. Or sorry, that was in week nine. And in week ten he had six yeah. carries. For Eight yards, so it's clear yeah. that they're gonna keep. You know, I don't think they're just. It's gonna become a timeshare or anything, but it's clear that he's gonna spell Lamar Miller and and get meaningful touches. So, um, if you're a Lamar Miller owner, you definitely, I think, need to take a look at him, um, especially if your your waivers are gonna close at some point uh, for the playoffs. But even if you're not a Lamar Miller owner, he's a guy just as a deep stash. Um, that you could get probably for a couple bucks um, and just hang on to him and, and 
just hope maybe that you can use them and maybe Lamar Miller does get hurt in the playoffs and that will benefit your fantasy team. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring him up too, but I wanted to try to fool you and say, you know, I just, just read this, Slim, that Dolphins just named J.H.I. their number one running back because I know you just picked up Lamar Miller. And I was like, what? Where you read that? But no, you know, I, I was the same with you, Slim. I wasn't high on him going out of the draft and into our dynasty rookie draft. I didn't read enough that I liked about him. And another guy is similar like that, but you might want to take a look at David Cobb for the Tennessee Titans. Now, I was I'm not high on him either, but here's an opportunity waiting for this guy. Nobody in Tennessee has been able to grab the ball and run it effectively. And Antonio Andrews was okay. He doesn't seem to get find the end zone. And then last week he kind of threw up a dud. So I think the door is sitting there wide open for David Cobb to come in and you know, as long as he's good, doesn't have to be great. I think good surpasses the rest of the people on the depth chart there. So keep an eye on him. I, I, I don't, I just don't see him ever putting up huge numbers week in and week out. I mean, you might be lucky to get eight to 10 out of him for fantasy points in a PPR. I, I just don't see it being huge, like a 20 or 30 point blow, blow up one day, but Keep an eye on him. If he's starting running backs, it's starting running back. And if you can get him, grab him. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to go to one of your guys, uh, and mine too, but uh, Jamison Crowder. Uh, we've talked about him in the past, I believe. Um, but I would look at your waiver wire and see if he's still out there because, one, um, he could have been dropped when Deshaun Jackson came back because someone that owned him thought, oh, oh here comes D-Jax. He's going to, there goes Crowder. He's not going to get any snaps or any catches. Well, I think that just showed last week that that's not the case. Um, I'm not convinced Deshaun Jackson is ready to contribute at all. Um, definitely not on a consistent basis. So even with Jackson on the field, uh, he ended up getting a Four catches for 64 or 60 yards in a TD. Um, and he, he out-targeted Jackson. He, he caught more balls than him. He out, uh, he caught, had more yardage than D-Jax. It's not something I think he could bank on every week, but it just shows that Crowder is still going to be involved in this offense. So if someone did drop him, or in shallower leagues, if someone hadn't even picked him up, uh, you could probably get him for next to nothing right now and stash him deep on your bench and in case an injury happens, uh, he's ready for the playoffs for you at some point. So, And I think that would be a common theme with a lot of guys this week is there's going to be maybe one or two big-name guys and the rest are going to just be cheap little flyers that uh, you're just trying to build that depth now for the stretch run and, and you know, hopefully you don't need them, but if you do, then at least there's serviceable options that you could plug in as a wide receiver three or as a flex or something, and they can bridge the gap till one of your studs comes back. Yeah. You know, I'll go back to uh, Jamison because I've got him in one league, and, you know, the first two games of the year are pretty poor one catch. So, you know, no one's looking at him. But then he went six, seven, eight, four, five, bye week, six, four, and he's always getting between 40 up to 87 yards, but usually around – 50 to 60 yards roughly and four to six catches you know he's been getting double digit points uh three four five five of the last seven weeks he's played 
double-digit fantasy points in PPR. So he's a pretty good little flex option. He finally just found the end zone for the first time, and he had 16 points. So, you know, if, if he can get in the end zone a couple more times down the stretch here, he'll be putting up some 15-plus point games the rest of the way. And got a tough game this week with Carolina. Then he's got the Giants. Should be productive. Dallas has been tough. Chicago, Buffalo, Philly. So there'll be some games he'll be playing in. Anyways, last last guys I have, just the last couple, I guess, if you're looking for quarterback help, uh, we mentioned Mark Sanchez earlier. Mark, um, like I said, he's in that offense. I, I think he'll produce. I think he'll be solid for you. Uh, we talked a bit about him already. But also uh, Brock Osweiler now is going to be quarterbacking the Broncos. And I think a lot of the people are being watching this game with a lot of interest. I mean, they go to Chicago. Uh, on the road, it's probably a good place to go to start your first game, get away from the hometown and the home crowd and kind of get focused. I mean, he's got weapons there. Uh, I would think um, guys like even, you know, I was looking at uh, potentially Ronnie Hillman this week in uh, daily cheap cheap running back. I mean, Chicago's not a terrible team uh, against the run. They're not great. They're middle of the pack. But I just think they're going to be doing things to get the ball out of Osweiler's hands quick and try to hand off maybe or, or you know, just try to get him some confidence and try to keep the offense out there and rolling along and kind of get him in the groove. So I think Hillman might be a sneaky play. But, you know, the rest of the receivers there, I mean, last week was pretty pitiful. I think you would you can attest to that, Ace Lemmy. You had uh, Peyton kind of almost burn you oh, somewhere. Or did he, he burn you? Me. He oh, did. yeah. So Minus two or whatever. He gave me 2.7. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, minus. So I guess Brock doesn't have to be too good out, out to beat out Peyton's minus two, two and a half points last week. So keep an eye on that for quarterbacks. I mean, we're in, you and I are both actually we're playing against each other in the forefront of the Canadian fantasy football league, and you're way up there too. I, I had yeah, I'm keeping me strong lately in there. I, have, yeah. I think I'm on a decent win streak there. Yeah, I think you are. So we're playing, and uh, Brock, Brock's probably up there in the waivers. I don't know if I put in a bid for him or not, but. If you, hopefully you don't know. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, got I think one of my, one of my quarterbacks was on. Yeah. One of mine was on a bye, so I think I had to do it. But. No, that's it. That's how it's, it's two QB leagues, man. Desperate times. Yeah. You know what? I have pulled up this ESPN league here. We had an auction draft on ESPN. I just think this team is nuts, and it's about... I'm six and four now. Listen to this. I got uh, here's my starting lineup as of right now: Ryan, Matt Ryan, Jay Stu, Blount, Demarius, Randall Cobb, Jarvis Landry, Greg Olson, Kamar Aiken, the Bengals, and Justin Tucker. Uh, that's solid. But on my bench, I got Brandon Cooks, Martavis Bryant, Marvin Jones, Matt Jones, Gary Barnage, Jamison Crowder, Antonio Andrews, and Kirk Cousins. Like I got, and that, that team is six and four. Part. What's that? Get the waiver wire hard then. Actually, we're playing each other this week in that one, too. Oh, you'll beat me. I have, well, I, I, I probably got Kamar. I got Kamar, Gary Barnage, and Crowder, and Antonio Andrews off the waivers. But that's about it, I think. Um, but uh, that team's only 6-4. and four, And I have, then you look at my dynasty team, it was Antonio Brown. And then that's that's it. 9-1. Hmm, and one. Stupid, crazy. It's dumb, though. That's just. All that I was talking. We were talking about the dynasty today or yesterday or whatever, and I said, you know, one loss. That's gonna just. That'll be the end of my season. The next loss, because I'll get surpassed. The guy behind me at eight two will jump me because of his points are way better. I'm, and then I'll never get a. Because the first guy gets a. If you're first, you get a first round buy, right? First and second. Uh, no, you don't get a buy. There's no buys. Guaranteed the top 
see you're guaranteed like uh, if you win your division, you're guaranteed at worst a two seed. So you're gonna play okay. one of the worst teams. That's all. Okay. Okay, so I guess don't matter. It doesn't matter. Then I don't have to worry about it because I'm screwed on it either way. Unless my team starts to do something fa- fabulous. But anyways, where are we at now? Well, uh, yeah, I guess we can pretty much transition into this is the man, even though this is the man. So what we'll do is I'll make everybody that's listening a deal. Um, This is the man. If you've got any start-sit questions this week, be sure to send us a tweet at Fantasy Auction, uh, and we will get back to you with with who we uh, recommend starting or sitting. I think we're about 100% success rate, uh, not on our picks, but on getting back to the questions that have been sent on a weekly basis. So um, feel free to have the confidence that we will uh, you will get an answer back uh, based on your start and sick questions. So um, what I can do, though, is I can recap last week, and it looks to me like... Can we? Where is it? Points on me. Uh, Where is it? There's a link down there, and... You gotta cut and paste it. And uh, I can see that uh, you beat. You had five, uh, five of eight, and I went abysmal, three and eight. Um, oh boy! So if we go through really quick, um, we we started with quarterbacks last week, and uh, we both took Kirk Cousins over Tyrod Taylor. Got that correct? Uh, and then for some reason, uh, unbeknownst to me, I took James White <laughs> over Ronnie Hillman. Uh, you took Hillman, and you whooped my ass on that one. Uh, then we went with both went with Joyke Bell over Amir Abdullah, and we squeaked out a five point five to three point two victory on that one. Um, again here. Uh, you picked up a point on me by taking Deshaun Jackson and his 6.4 points over Tavon Plug Austin and his 4.3 points. Um, <laughs> we both took Kamar Aiken over Travis Benjamin. We didn't do bad. Aiken had 14.3, but Benjamin had 18.6, so we both dropped a point there. Um, we both took Crockett Gilmore, who exactly tied Richard Rogers at 14.2, so we did all right there, even though it was a tie. We both took Brandon LaFell over Ryan Matthews, and we were incorrect on that. And we both took the Seattle Seahawks defense over the Arizona Cardinals, and we were right on that. So... I'm not sure how he scored it for us because I feel like we did better than uh, five and three, respectively. But that's what he says. But uh, we'll double check that math after. So, um, Blister still like looks like picked up two points on me, but uh, which is good uh, for him. Not so good for me. <laughs> I can't tell you what the running total is because I don't have that in front of me. I, but, I saw uh, it somewhere. I don't know where it was. It looks like, and I don't know if this is updated after this week, it appears to be, but so I would be sitting at 36 points and Blister yeah. would be sitting at 32. So I saw this somewhere, yeah. 
We're closing the gap. Um, so we'll skip this week and we'll jump back in again week 12. Oh, there it is. And uh, four-point gap. It's not insurmountable even though we lose a week. So hopefully you sleep easy at night still. No, no stress. No stress this week. That's Don't right. have to worry. Good. Yeah. Okay, well... Another. Okay. So like I said, listeners, if you want any questions, just feel free to tweet us at Fantasy Auction and we'll get back to you uh, guaranteed. Um, so yeah, that takes us to the end of the pod, Blister. Uh, I know there's nothing you want to add, so I'm just going to cut it right now and say uh, I'll see you tomorrow at school and I'll see you the rest yeah. of you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies I'll become